This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 269 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Our sponsor this week is Equisketch. Welcome to the Stable Scoop. With weekly shows delivered right to you. With Helena and Glenn the Geek, live from the stable, it's every week. They bring you the news through hell or high water while using their tails as their own fly swatters. So sit on down and laugh till your poop, cause it's time again for Stable School. Stable Scoop. Stable Scoop. Stable Scoop. This is Glenda Geek. And this is Helena B. And you're listening to the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. Well, howdy, Helena. Hi, Glenn. How are you this week? Good. We have a busy show planned for today. We have three guests coming on. Isn't that always the way it works? I get an email from you like the day before we're supposed to tape. Like, what do you got? We got any guests? I'm like, no, I got nothing. And then we have like this show that's just chock full. Well, we have, uh, we're visiting with some old friends who have new projects that they're working on and one new friend who has a new project. So it's, it's new project day. Why can't we call it the friends day? It's Friends with Projects Day. It's like Friends with Benefits. It's Friends with Projects. There's the title right there. Friends with Projects. Friends with Projects. All right. I'll take it. I'll take it. So we have Darlie Newman coming on of Equitrekking fame. Uh, and she is uh, Emmy Award winning Equitrekking fame. And she has a new project. Do you think She's... we'll ever win an Emmy? No. We have to be on TV first, don't we? No, she, yeah, that's one thing. <laughs> there are radio awards, but we're not going to win those either. I don't so. want a radio award. I want an Emmy. <laughs> I want to, actually, what I want is an Oscar, but I'll take an Emmy. <laughs> actually, the show I listen to, uh, the morning show I listen to, Bob and Sherry in the Morning, who's a national show, and I listen to them every day. I love them. And I listen to their podcast version. They have been, a, uh, they have been nominated nine times for the radio version of the Emmy. And wow. haven't won nine times. <laughs> so oh, they joke they're like about. the Susan Lucci. Yeah, exactly. That's what they joke about. We also have coming on Lindsay White. I'm starting a campaign um, from now through Christmas, a personal campaign. And I'll tell you about it. But Lindsay White from Riders for Helmets is going to come on because uh, I asked her to, uh, to talk about this mission I'm going to be on. So everybody's going to be sick of hearing about that before Christmas comes. Yeah. And then we have Shannon Peters, and you might recognize the Peters name from the dressage world. She is the wife of Stefan Peters and a very, 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 very good dressage rider and coach to Stefan Peters. But she's not coming on to talk about that. She's going to be in our Tack and Habit segment talking about a new product that she has out. So uh, it's also- I love it when people who are actually who actually ride and compete come up with a product because nine times out of the 10, that product solves a problem that hundreds of thousands of us experience, you know? That's right. And we're going to find so, out what that is. It's going to be cool. Okay. A little later in the show. And why don't we do this? Why don't we just uh, take a break for our first commercial and get right to our first guest, Darlie Newman. It's going to be coming up next. Glenda Geek here. The life of horse person is hard enough, and we all hate doing the required paperwork, and unfortunately, many of us never get around to it, and it just piles up on our desk. 
That is about to change thanks to the Equisketch Records app for your iPhone or iPad. My wife and I use it to track our horses, and we absolutely love this thing. Equisketch Records is the most thorough and complete equestrian records app on the market today. We love this app because you can track your farrier work, your dental, your Coggins, medicines, worming, and so much more. And you can get reminders on your device when all of these things are due. You'll never forget a worming or shots or farrier visit again. But it not only tracks your horse, you can also manage your horse shows, including individual events. You can manage riders, including lessons and memberships and so much more. And you can sync it between your iPhone and your iPad and all of this for the price of a couple of cups of coffee from Starbucks. Search for Equisketch Records in the iOS App Store or go to Equisketch.com. That's E-Q-U-I-S-K-E-T-C-H.com. Equisketch.com. Well, back with us, we have a Darlie Newman of Equitrekking fame, and she, on her desk, has all 27 of her Emmys. Um, is it 27 yet, or is it... Well, it's only three, Oh, but, it's only you know. three. <laughs> only three. Hey, we take pride in it, so... <laughs> I bet. You should. Where do you keep them? Um, actually, Greg houses them, our photographer, He has a mausoleum um, in his home in New Jersey um, dedicated to uh, Emmy Pride and with photos from the events, and they're all kind of there in the living room. On it's, it would be like putting it on your fireplace, but there's a there's like a whole um, desk devoted to them. So <laughs> you tell Greg that we want a picture posted on our Stable Scoop oh God, Facebook page so of funny. of the of the shrine of the Emmy shrine. Okay, we want a picture posted <laughs> on our Facebook page. Don't forget. Okay, I, I will. I will. All right, that's we, funny. We want to see the the Equitrekking shrine. Hey, we don't know anybody else that's ever won an Emmy, so not at least anybody that'll come on a show with us. <laughs> so you're what we got, Darlie. You're we love it. it. We love and it. You're pretty darn good, girl. You're pretty <laughs> oh, darn thanks. good. Thanks, guys. So, but we're not here to talk about, kind of not here to talk about Equitrekking. You got a new project that you're working on that we want to talk, talk about. Uh, tell us about it. Well, um, yeah, we actually just launched this new project, and it's getting some great feedback. Um, the 50-state trail riding project. So, I mean, you guys know I travel all over the place and ride, and, and not just internationally but throughout the U.S., but, you know, we're trying to collect as much information on great places to ride so that other people can go out and do the same thing because, as you guys know, it's it's an issue keeping trails open to equestrians and keeping land open so people can ride. So we're highlighting great places to ride across the USA, and these are – These are favorite trails submitted by, you know, you, the equestrian community. Anybody who wants to can submit an article. And we're highlighting it on Equitrekking. We're putting it out through social media. And we're talking to organizations across the country, backcountry horsemen, horse councils, and getting them to spread the word so that we're all aware of getting out there and trail riding. Because the more we get out there and, and ride, the more that we can keep those trails open to equestrians. That's, that's the holy grail for horse people, isn't it? It is. It is. Well, and the thing is, like, what I think is so interesting, too, is there's so many different places. We've had articles starting to come in, and I've been surprised uh, at the different places that you can ride that I didn't know about, which I think is great, but also the diverse terrain and landscapes. People send in pictures. We just posted an article from Kansas, and, you know, it's true. When you think of Kansas, you think of flatland or rolling plains. Well, gosh, if you look at this article and you see the photos, 
you would just be surprised. There are like canyons and beautiful grasslands. And then, I mean, I was rolling hills. It was amazing. I was like, wow, that's all in Kansas. And people are going out there. This is a state park. They're trail riding. Um, I just think it's cool. I'm like, wow. I mean, I'm getting surprised. I think other people will be surprised and, and more people will be able to travel around and find these trails on their own. Half the um, listeners just went, you mean it's not just one big, great big cornfield? I know. <laughs> <laughs> You think Which it's is wide open prairies, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, you know, a cornfield is, is fun in its own right. <laughs> hey, that is. Galloping through that is pretty nice, right? <laughs> well, yeah, I rode it through a hunter pace two weeks ago, and there were there was this awesome little route through what well, was sort of like, I don't know, it was maybe like an eight-foot-wide path through the cornfields. It was great, but I'll tell you, there's a lot of activity in those cornfields. Little critters moving about. Oh. Yeah, you know, that's something that's interesting, too, and I think people that ride horses spot that maybe and see it differently than other people. Like, I've been riding places, and you really see a lot of the bugs and and things that are out there, too. I mean, especially if you're, like, stopped for a little bit or you get off your horse, you're like, wow, look at all the activity on the crowd. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) I don't think other people, like, notice it as much, but I think it's really neat. And you're like, oh, I'm glad to be riding through here, right? (laughs) Yeah, totally glad. My horse was like, I don't know, he was giving it the hairy eyeball. He had, you know, he was bent (laughs) In that way, they bend when they're not too keen on whatever's living oh, yeah. in the cornfield. Yeah. <laughs> and there are little things you, that are that are geographic in nature. Like if you're riding in Florida, like if you went out, uh, Jennifer went out on a hunter pace on Sunday. And one of the things you learn in Florida is you never, ever this time of year want to be the first group out. because And they fight not to be the first group out. And the reason is we have banana spiders. And banana spiders make the longest webs you've ever seen, and they go from the trees to the ground. So when you're out riding, you get completely covered in these sticky spider webs if you're the first group through. So you never want to be the first group through. (laughs) That's really interesting. Now, you just made me think of another topic. How interesting to kind of highlight what to watch out for when you travel to different states to ride. Watch out for those banana spider webs in Florida. Oh, they're awful. They really are awful. (laughs) That's interesting. See, I didn't know that. That's really interesting. And it's this time of year. It's, It's from August, September, October when they're the worst, and then they'll start to die off so we pretty much do not ride in the forest this time of year because you can't get through i mean it's just they're just they're nasty now, now the, that's what you need to invent. You need to invent something that you can shield, like the front of your yeah, the horse your that attaches the to the horse. horse's head. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm looking at one of the articles here. I'm on your website at Equitrekking, and uh, this was my favorite horseback rides in Delaware. So these are the articles yes. that you're talking about. And I'm looking oh at the God. the lady wrote this, Mary Everhart. And I'm looking at her, the author getting ready to ride in Blackbird State Forest. And this author has to be your size, Helena, maybe 5'3". Oh, yeah, her and horse. She, she has, yeah, you know exactly where I'm going with this. She rides a <laughs> percheron that has to be 18 hands tall. I mean, it's huge. It's I huge. I love it. And she goes everywhere, too. She's already written a couple articles for us because Mary Everhart is out on the trails. And I was so excited to get one from Delaware, too. That is the one we wanted to get first, because I know nothing about riding in Delaware. It's such a small state, and I just didn't think about, I was like, where do they even ride in Delaware? But they have, they ride on beaches, they, you know, go out to these beautiful trails that are wooded, and they have changing leaves and everything. I mean, it looks great. I was like, now I want to go to Delaware. (laughs) (laughs) She does ride a huge horse. It must weigh in at a ton. Um, 
she is uh, the chairman of the Delaware Equine Council and uh, yeah. the, the Trails Committee. And, and who knew that they even had one? So, I mean, there you go. Well, you know, every state has their own horse council. A lot of states have an active backcountry horseman community. I mean, especially like in North Carolina, we got a submission from um, from Deidre, who's, who's with the horse council there. And she does a lot of, like, active work kind of cleaning up trails and keeping trails open. Um, but she's one that's with backcountry horsemen or women. Um, and <laughs> horse people. <laughs> yes. Um, and I, you know, I spoke last year at um, the Southeastern Trails Conference, and I was able to meet a lot of people from, you know, all these different organizations across the country, but a lot of people from backcountry horsemen, which is, you know, now an organization that we're kind of investigating more with Equitrekking and going to write about that as well. But they are just doing a great job out there of, of just really working to build awareness and keep the trails open. But a big thing in general is there are not enough young people getting out there to ride. Like, who's the next generation that's going to be out there on our trails? So hopefully, you know, through social media and, and other ways that, you know, us talking about it now, we can get some more people interested that are maybe in the younger generation to want to get out there and trail ride. Absolutely. It would be great to get pony clubbers involved in this kind of thing because, you know, they, the pony club programs get the kids riding outside of the ring. We're, I'm working with my own daughter now, now that she can walk, trot, canter safely. You know, it's time to put them outside of the arena and start to teach them how to survive out there on the trails, but then to develop an appreciation for what it means to be able to, you know, gallop out cross country. Is there any, you know, do you see any type of link or liaison with the, the Pony Club organization? I just wrote it down because I thought about them the other day and I was like, I need to reach out to them too. I have a master list going and I'm trying to reach as many people as possible, but that's a great idea. Well, it would be nice to have some, um, some younger people writing as well about their favorite places. I mean, I would love to get some of those just because, you know, we, we actually have a lot of people that write for Echo Tracking that do different riding vacations and travel around, but there's not as many young people and maybe that's because they're writing their homework instead. But <laughs> So what do you want our listeners to do? What can they do? Well, you know, we're asking people, if you have a place that you love to trail ride or a place that you want to share, um, obviously some people don't want to share it because they're like, then everyone will be there. <laughs> but, you know, I don't know that that's necessarily the case. Um, but it would be great if they wanted to contact me, contact through the website, um, go on our Facebook page or wherever and let us know, and we're happy to have a submission from you and write about it. So Does it have to be the whole others. state? Like you have to do a bunch of different yeah. trails or if you got a favorite one in a state, you can write about it. You can pick one or more. Okay. I mean, you, if you just have one, obviously that's fine. That's great. Um, so anyone out there who wants to contribute and, and share your favorite trail and, and highlight something that, that you think is a great place to ride, we're happy to have it and share it with other people. Do you have like any said, in Rhode Island? Do you have a lot of trails for horseback riding in Rhode Island? There's another there, small state. Yeah, on the mainland, you know, and in, in the in the rest out. of the world. Yeah, I mean, we're reaching out to organizations in every state. So um, Rhode Island is one that I don't know if we've heard back from yet. But, hey, if you're out there for Rhode Island, <laughs> let us know because that's another one where I – it's like Delaware for me. I had a question mark on that one, too. I was like, I want to see what's going on Well, there. you got a beach but, you could, you could uh, throw in there, Helena. There's a well, there's absolutely a beach. There's a lot of the the problem with Rhode Island is that um, it's there are a lot of great places to ride, but they're mostly private. Private. Yeah. So you there's that legal issue, which is where organizations like the Equine Land Conservation Group right. they 
they can actually help and, and then organized efforts like this. So, um, you know, there's a lot of places in the country, I think, that don't, they don't realize they have this land, they have this space, but there's really no one knocking on their door to say, can we ride through and here's the infrastructure that will keep everybody safe when we do so. You know, um, it's, you kind of have to sit down with people and explain and educate them and be really clear about what it means to have groups of riders, um, you know, ride through private lands. And also, too, though, to ride through public lands. It's just like you kind of have to reinvent the wheel every time you sit down with somebody who um, is the gatekeeper for land. And I wish it wasn't so complicated, but that's what we have to deal with. I mean, and you're right, the ELCR, they have so many great resources and so much good information for for these types of issues. I think it's great. I mean, and then you look at public lands right now. It's funny because I was just looking at um, some of the Kansas State Park websites, and they're like, we are open for riders right now because a lot of national parks and places, as you know, are closed. Right, <laughs> so, right. <clears throat> we got a shutdown going on, kids, and it's still happening. So it's, it's interesting. But, yeah, it, it's a huge issue, and I think uh, just the more people that can get out there, there's so many people that are so active in it, which I think is so great across the USA. So hopefully we can spur some more interest with, with this project. Where can people go? They can go to equitrekking.com. We've got a section, a new section on our site for the 50-state trail riding project. Um, by tomorrow, we'll have another new article up from New York. Um, so excited to post that. And, and please, if anyone out there has any cool trails they want to highlight, we're happy to share it with everybody out there. Well, Darlie's always a lot of fun. I love talking to her, Helena. She's she's so much fun, and, and I can see why she's been so successful with that show with Equity. Well, she's she's always into something, and that's what makes her fun. It's, yeah, she she takes everybody along on her adventures, and she she picks some good adventures. And she's a kind of huggable person. I can see why she gets along so well with everybody she goes out to ride with. You know, because she is a huggable person. Yep. When we like huggable people. And you know what? We have uh, somebody coming on next that has a new project that I want to talk about. But it involves... I asked her to come on because I'm going to be on a mission this holiday season. And my mission is called Safety for the Holidays. And what I mean by that is I want everybody out there to buy a gift for someone that rides that involves safety, whether it's a helmet or a product like we're going to talk about shortly. And I'll tell you why, Helena. You okay. know that for the morning show, for the live show, we look at almost every news article that that there is out there that involves a horse every day. I went back for the last four weeks, for the last month, and looked at the news articles, and because I saw a trend, and there were a lot of them, of people riding horses getting hit by cars on roads. Do you realize there were 36 people in the United States in the last four weeks hit by cars that I found? In the last four weeks? In the last four weeks. People on horseback or just on people? On horseback. Um, on horseback, hit by cars. Several of them died. Many of the horses had to be put down. A lot of them are in the hospital. Several of them, you know, uh, uh, equivacked out with the, with the helicopters. So I'm on a mission this uh, holiday season, safety for the holidays. And, you know, there are very few products out there. You can go out to Home Depot and you can buy the orange construction worker vest. You know what I mean? To, yep. to ride with. But there really wasn't a whole lot of options when I looked around for really, you know, fashionable safety wear. 
And that's where Lindsay White, and you're going to know Lindsay White from Riders for Helmets campaign. You know, we've had her on the show a number of times. And she is all about the safety of riders. Well, she has a new project that I was very happy to hear about because it ties in with my mission. And my mission is that everybody rides safely. And, you know, with hunting season coming up here, we have a million hunters in Pennsylvania that come out at the Monday after Thanksgiving. And there's a million, literally a million hunters in the woods. When we lived in Pennsylvania, our farm was surrounded by hunting territory. And on, on that Monday morning, it sounded like World War III. <laughs> you could count 100 shots in 10 minutes, mm, just coming man. from across the valley, everywhere there was shooting. So we were very hunter safe. You know, we would wear bright colors and all of that. Well, now you can do that in style because I have Lindsay White on here. Hi, Lindsay. Hi, Glenn. Hi, Helena. And I haven't even told Lindsay about my mission. (laughs) This is my mission. Um, Because I want to see that number of people getting hit by cars down significantly. And they've done that in the UK. So, Lindsay, tell us about high visibility and the products from high visibility that are used in the UK and and why it's so important over there. Um, Yeah, basically, the high visibility um, is the distributor name and the, the brand name is Equisafety. And Equisafety has been for a number of years now the UK's number one um, high visibility, you know, fashionable, but also reflective and safe um, performance sportswear range, not just for equestrians, but also for horses and canines as well. And obviously in the UK, a lot of people ride out on the roads. I mean, to get to a bridal way, you pretty much have to go out on the road. So wearing high visibility reflective gear is just the norm, like everybody does it. Um, But in the USA, there's kind of a multitude of reasons, to be honest, not just riding on the road as to why you would want to wear high visibility, you know, reflective safety wear. Um, And that ranges obviously from riding on the road to going um, in the woods when it's hunting season, because obviously nobody wants to get shot at. It's not your favorite thing when you're out for a trail ride in the woods. (laughs) Um, Because even an Arab can't outrun a bullet. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't think a thoroughbred could either. Um, (laughs) But um, and then when you're out on a general trail ride, so it doesn't even have to be in the woods as well. You know, if you um, are unfortunate enough to have an accident and fall off and then, uh, you know, you're out riding on your own, heaven forbid, or your horse has tanked off and got separated from the group and they send out the rescuers. Well, one of the things they'll consider doing is sending a helicopter in the air for you. And, you know, if you're wearing reflective safety apparel um, with reflective strips on, obviously that helicopter with the the light can actually then see you. So it's not just about riding on the roads. It's riding in the woods during hunting season. It's riding out on the trail. Um, You know, any time where you need to be safe, um, you know, in poor weather conditions or, um, you know, in the early morning or in the evening as it's getting dark, etc., so, you know, what we've ba- basically done or what EquiSafety has basically done is taken high visibility reflective gear, but made it really, really fashionable and trendy. So it's not we're finding it's not just people that are trail riding or people riding during hunting season on the roads that are wearing it. But we've actually had like Dan James, who was the 2012 um, Road to the Horse champion. He was wearing uh, one of the orange jackets at Equine Affair in April, which was very cool. And he loved it. And then we've had like um, an FEI dressage rider, Kim Gentry, wearing a pink jacket at Dressage at Devon recently. And we had a bunch of dressage riders at the regional championships wearing the pink. So it seems to be that the range is 
considered very fashionable and trendy, not just from a safety aspect. I love this stuff. It it is tr it fits. You know, it's not construction gear, which is very baggy, and you know the the safety stuff that they wear. This is completely different than that. And I know that's everybody's fear is they don't want to wear that. So by making it fashionable and cut right for women and men and making it more fitted, you make it fashion wear that is safe as opposed yeah. to just safety gear. Yeah. And it's comfortable. I mean, I've tried this stuff on firsthand. We featured it on Chasing a Fox. Um, I have a small vest. It's, it's, and I like the fact that there's words on it. Not that cars whizzing by you are actually going to read what's on your vest, but they definitely take notice. I've noticed a, a huge difference, a huge difference in, um, actually what I notice is that when cars pass me on the road, they pass wider than they had before. And I think it's simply that the visual cue that there's somebody out there, like that this horse and rider need space You know, without it. You know, without it, they're like, oh, this horse must be road safe or he's, you know, she wouldn't be riding him on the road if he was safe. But with the the pink vest, it's like, oh, wait a minute. She's telling me I, I need to pay attention here. Jennifer made a good point. We talked about this on the endurance, uh, special endurance episode we do once a month on Horses in the Morning this morning. And, you know, endurance riders uh, are really one. By the way, uh, we have Karen Chatnon, who's one of the top endurance riders hosting that. And she really wants to, to get one of these coats. So um, I think your endurance riders are going to pick up on this for might sure. Have to, we might have to make that happen. Yeah, because <laughs> she is uh, definitely excited to see this. The one, point Jennifer made is... People tend to slow down when they see construction workers or policemen, and they're all wearing this type of reflective gear that look almost exactly like this. So it's natural instinct to slow down when you see it, whereas if you just see a horse along the road, people that don't know better don't slow down. So yeah, and, that's a good point. Exactly. It, it, it is. It's a really good point. And I was kind of horrified because I've been uh, tracking these number of accidents on the road with the horse fatalities and in some cases the rider fatalities as well for the past month. And there was one um, w we just reported on in the last week or so. And it was horrific because the driver said he came around a bend. You know, it was a 55 mile an hour speed zone. It was 6 a.m. in the morning. So obviously it was still dark. And he said the next thing I knew there was a brown shape and that was it. He hit the horse and rider. You know, so the if the rider, even coming around a bend, if the rider had been wearing high visibility gear, they definitely would have been seen to give that extra couple of seconds for the driver to take evasive action. Um, so it is quite horrifying when you hear these stories of riders being hit just because they literally cannot be seen. And it adds hundreds of yards of visibility, literally, um, you know, and it makes all those extra vital seconds when you can be seen with headlights. And especially now we're coming into shorter days and you're going to be out riding to almost dark at five o'clock, you know. Um, so that even it, just at that dust time, I can tell you from living in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, in the horse and buggies, there would have been several times. And this is a horse and buggy. I mean, this is a big object in the road. But there are several times you go up over a hill or come around a corner. If they hadn't had those triangles on, I would have hit them. Yep. Those orange triangles that they're required to use now, I would have hit them just because your mind does not wrap around it that quickly. Whereas if you see reflective gear, your mind, your mind absorbs that quicker. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and, it, you know, that sounds stupid, but it's true. I mean, it's just the way it is. Yeah. Uh, I love this. It's a no-brainer too, because yeah. it's it's a matter of just throwing something on over your clothing. Yes, I mean, what's nice about the the jackets and such is that they they are cut with uh, you know a real human body in mind. It's not like you're just putting up this big boxy coat or vest. They're 
they're functional and they're fitting. They, they fit well, but it's a no brainer. How can you not go out, out of your arena without one of these things on? It's just, it's like getting on a horse without a helmet. And I think you look sexy in bright pink, Helene. <laughs> you know what? I do too. Because <laughs> I look alive when I'm in bright pink. <laughs> alive And let's is talk sexy. about that. Dead you is not. <laughs> we only have a few minutes left here. You have, you have uh, quarter sheets for the horses. You have jackets. You have vests. You have helmet. Yeah. Helmet doohickeys that go around the helmet that are that uh, also have the reflective. You have a little bit of everything. Uh, we do. We even have the dog rugs to keep your dog from being shot in the woods as well. And the colors you have: yellow, pink, orange. I mean, they're colors that everybody likes and and everybody's used to. And I love the sayings on the back. So, where can people find them? Um, the website is highvisibility.us.com. And um, our Facebook page is Facebook slash EquiSafety, E-Q-U-I, and then safety. Get them before hunting season, which is coming up very quickly. Go out in the next couple of weeks, order your, order your products now, and especially buy, if you have riders in your life, buy one, buy something off of this website for, for the holidays, for Christmas, because uh, safety, safety for the holidays, that's my campaign. So. And, and wear a helmet, too. <laughs> and wear a helmet, too. That's right. Thank you, Lindsay. Thanks. Hi, Glenn, back with you from the Horse Radio Network. I'm here with Debbie with the Equestrian Collections Product of the Week. Hi, Glenn, and happy fall. Since it's the autumn season, I wanted to feature our new waterproof turnout sheet. It's called the Centaur Don't Shoot Waterproof Turnout Sheet. And the reason it's called that is because it is blaze orange. It is as bright an orange as you could imagine. It also has reflective strips on it. So that if you're in a place where your horse is in a pasture and you're the least bit worried about hunters, you slap this thing on them and they will not mistake your horse for a deer. It's only $54.95, so it's well with it. It's below $60. And it's only 420 d so it's not designed for a D meaning denier. It's not designed for, um, you know, rough uh, being rough out there in the fields, but what it is designed for is for visibility. I have a lot of customers who are concerned about that these days, and this is our answer to that. It is a waterproof turnout. It's waterproof, breathable, and it's got the reflective strips, so it's good to see day and night. It has a double front closure. It has the... Um, the gear rings for the uh, leg straps, but the leg straps don't come with it, so that's no problem. Most all of us have extra leg straps around, or you can order them from us as well. It also has front leg arches, so it fits really well. It's a Centaur product, which is a well-established vendor that we sell a lot of. This is just the first time they've gone into the protective environment, and I think it's a great idea for fall. It is very bright. We used to have that problem in Pennsylvania where we lived. Uh, there were hunters all around our farm, so I love this product. It's a available in all the si usual sizes from 63 through 87 so your bigger horses as well you can find it at equestriancollections.com and equestrian collections also has a bunch of reflective stuff for humans as well you can find that at equestriancollections.com <laughs> and now it is time for our tack and habit segment cue the music
Coming up next, we have Shannon Peters, who's going to talk to us about our tack and habit pick for the week. Shannon competed as a Western and saddle seat rider with the same style and dedication that led her to become a USDF bronze, silver, and gold medalist and to capture Intermediaire 1 Reserve National Champion on Luxor and Reserve Champion at the 2008 Young Horse National Championship on Weltino's Magic. So this woman is quite an accomplished dressage rider. She also happens to be married to Olympian Stefan Peters. So let's just say Shannon knows her stuff. And that's clear in her new effort, well, her new product, which is called Show Ring Shine. So let's welcome Shannon. She's going to talk to us about this super cool new product. Well, hi, Shannon. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. It's good to have you. You know, we, uh, we've we talked to your husband a few times here at the Horse Radio Network, but I, I this is the first time I've had the opportunity to speak with you. And, you know, a lot most people know about your dressage background. I didn't realize till I saw this press release that you started out in Western and Saddle Seat. Tell us about that. I sure did. I started out riding Arabians when I was nine and uh, rode pretty much probably every discipline within that. I rode reining horses and Western and equitation and saddle seats and um, show hack. And I think I did just about everything <laughs> to do with an Arabian. Um, and also rode some hunters uh, early on when I was in my late teens, early in college, uh, before I really started in, you know, focusing on dressage completely, which was when I was about 22. So How did you, that come about? Yeah. How was it that you sort of fell in love with and stuck with dressage? I was working for, at the stable when I was going to college at uh, CU Boulder, I was working for a hunter trainer there on the weekends, you know, to trying to make some extra money and grooming and doing whatever she needed me to do. And I started riding some of her horses for her just on the flat. And um, I was never a great hunter rider myself. <laughs> couldn't see a distance to save myself so I was always much much better at the flat work and just kind of evolved into really feeling like that um, that really interested me and sort of taking some dressage lessons and had the opportunity to ride quite a few horses while I was in college um, and had the opportunity to get some good lessons and good feedback and really decided that's where I wanted to go and um, finished college and was, uh, you know, working kind of on the side and doing what I could do to make ends meet until I could turn professional. Wow. So that's where you, you felt comfortable and that's where you stay. Yep. Exactly I like right. that. It's true. You, because, and, and it's such a good decision because you did have such a well-rounded experience before then. And then it's like when you find that, that thing you do, and I call it a thing because it, it could be anything. It could be a riding discipline or it could be a place where you live or a person that you love. But when you find it, you instantly feel comfortable there and you feel like you can really Absolutely. just right evolve yeah. <laughs> to a higher plane in a dressage yeah, saddle. Yeah, very much, very much so. Yeah, absolutely. Now, have, when's the last time you rode in a Western saddle? You know, I had one before I moved to California. I leased a barn from a working cow horse man and he decided one day to put me on some of his working horses, which I had not, that was one of the things I had never done. I never worked cows. And I probably hadn't been in a Western saddle since I was about, oh, 16 or so. And he said, oh, come on, give it a try. And <laughs> we went out and he had a bunch of cattle on the on the ranch we were at. And, and I, I tell you, and it's been probably 20 years since then since I've been on one, but 
that was some of the most fun I've ever had in the saddle. <laughs> <laughs> Cutting cows, I mean, it's a whole other world, but boy, is it fun. <laughs> That's funny. Now, you, one of the things, obviously, with the dressage is that you have to look really good when you're doing it, and you have to be spit-shined and polished. And that, <laughs> I assume, is what has led... i got to admit, when I saw the press release for the, pro, for the product that we're going to talk about, I was a little surprised. It caught me off guard. Because usually you see riders, uh, you know, coming out with product lines or saddles or bits or things like that. Mm-hmm. When I saw what product we're going to talk about with you, I went, I got to have her on because this is just different. So <laughs> so, <laughs> so, tell us how you came about this product and what it is. You know, it goes back to, again, to my college days. And I also worked um, part-time at, uh, it's no longer in business, but at a tech store called The Corral in Boulder, Colorado. And Al, the owner of The Corral had um, just the best system of cleaning and shining our customers' boots. When they would bring them in for repair or buy new ones, we always, as employees there, had to show the people how to shine their boots. And he was very adamant about it. We had to show everyone how to do it. (laughs) And he used specific products, and a couple of things that I use now have evolved over the years into, I think, um, you know, better products than were available 25 years ago. But um, it's basically the same system, and it's using a soap on the boots that does not strip the oils out of the boots, but yet gets them very clean, uh, and also sets the boot up to accept the polish and give you the best possible shine. And it's a very, a very simple system. It just really not um, doesn't take very long, and even after the first couple of polishes on the boots, um, the, the shine the boots retain is pretty amazing. So I learned that from Al 25 years ago, and I, you know, I think probably one of the things people always tell me, both at home and at the shows, is, "Oh my gosh, your boots are so shiny." They often think that they're, um, uh, I'm going to say platinum, it's not platinum, uh, patent boots. And people ask me, "Oh, you know, those patent leather boots?" No, they're not. It's just my, you know, it's my shining kit. And so I put together a kit, and I, I uh, you know, I, there was nothing out there like it. And it's very simple to use. It comes with directions and instructions how to do it. Um, and from point A to point B, how to get the soles looking like new and the heels and the boots themselves. And that's pretty much it. It's pretty simple and pretty easy to use. And what's it called? Those are the key words right there. Simple and easy, simple, yeah, because yeah. people might actually do it then. See, that's the difference. Yeah, well, exactly right. It's, there's no, you know, there's no heating up the polish. There's no using hair dryers. There's no all the things that we learned over time and that my husband used to do in Germany to try to get their boots shiny. Um, it's called Show Ring Shine. And it's, um, you know, I've gotten down where I, I only need to polish my boots about, well, I do polish my boots once a week now, but in between just taking a damp rag to them, it brings the, the shine right back out in them again. It's not like you have to polish them every day by any means. So it gets a little bit easier every time. Sorry? So it gets a little bit easier every time because you're, you're building yeah. up this... Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. well. I mean, it's a maintenance program, but um, so the so where can people find this? I mean, it's just it's a, a lovely tube. Like, it is so easy. It's you know what, Glenn? I think we should have called this the No Brainer Day because yeah, you know, simple and easy, <laughs> and shiny, there. sparkly. Um, where can people find this? Um, I have a website, showringshine.net, and it's available through directly through showringshine.net. 
And there's also a list of catalogs and vendors on the website where it's available in tech stores itself. And the kit comes and actually with the with the dressing, uh, with the cream, and, and then the brushes and, and everything. It comes with the sponges, the whole thing, right? Yep, the whole thing, and, and the soap and the shining cloth to finish the boots off with. And it's, it, uh, it'll make even the oldest book boots look fabulous. This is a great holiday gift. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but yeah. It really, it's a, it's a um, you know good price point for most people, and it's um, it, it lasts a very long time, much longer than people think. It, and it's I also sell a refill kit that is only the polish and a new shining cloth, um, because those are the two things in the kit that need to be replaced the soonest. So I do sell those as a refill. You might have to break tradition with the fox hunter tradition of not shining your boots and actually shine your boots, Alina. What do you mean? There's no, there's the tradition. Tradition is to shine your boots. I have been stopped out in the hunt field for a single shaving in my horse's tail. Oh, really? Oh, goodness. Oh, yeah. I have been stopped. Oh. I'm not allowed to go forward. I thought most of the fox hunters just took the flask, poured a little on, and shined. That's what I. Well, yeah, we do that too. Because <laughs> some of the stuff that people drink out there can, yeah, can put the shine on a rock. Oh my gosh! We don't have that problem in the dressage ring at all. So. No, not usually. <laughs> well, there's a lot of dust. Well, I would say there's mud out in the out in the hunt field, and there's dust in, in the dressage right, ring. Right, right. So it's showringshine.net is the website where you can go and you can find it. It's Correct. a very nice website. You can find everything you're going to need to know about it there. I love this idea. I think it's a terrific holiday gift idea. It's going to go on our recommended list for holiday gifts, uh, for sure. Now, before we, before we let you go, one other question for you. Now that you see the amount of money in raining, do you wish you had stayed in the Western Saddle? <laughs> no, I, I'm through and through a dressage girl, that's for sure. All right, just checking. All right, I just had to ask. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. It's good to have you on. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Well, that was fun. I've never spoken to her before, so she was a delight. Yeah, she was. I love her her background. I love to hear how people fall into their chosen disciplines. Now, this, uh, I did find the price here, and the whole kit, which includes the ShineRite cleaning tool, sponge, Castile soap, uh, ShineRite leather heel and sole edge color renew, ShineRite platinum uh, premium shoe cream, a buffing cloth, and an elegant carrying bag, all for the price of, wait for it, forty three thirty. So that doesn't seem bad for all of that. No, that's huge. That's a total boot care kit. Yeah. That, that's cleaning and cleaning and cleaning and shining. Now, now they show, sell the Shine Right Platinum Premium Shoe Cream, which is what she was talking about, and the buffing cloth for, for $12. So that's really yeah. good price, actually, for, for what you get. Totally. Yeah. It's- I know we used to sell gifts, great stocking stuffer. Yeah, Wait, that's I didn't perfect. say that. <gasps> Sorry. Sorry. That is a great oh. stocking stuffer, actually. It's perfect. On holiday gift and ironic. Uh, it's an ironic great stocking stuffer. Why? Oh, because you're putting the why? shoe care stuff in a stocking. It's perfect. Right. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh-huh. I got uh-huh. it. Anyway, you'll find it at showringshine.net. Well, we've had a whole bunch of new things here for you today. If you're uh, if you're wanting to, if you're lost as to what we talked about, or you want to find some of the many links that we've given out, just go to stablescoop.com for this episode, which is number one hundred or two hundred and sixty nine, and you can find all of the links to everything that we talked about today. Helena. Last yes, year, or the year before at this time, you fell off and hurt your ankle and were out of commission for a long time. Did you fall off again? Did I hear that? Dude, how long have I known you? How many surgeries have I been through? I did not <laughs> fall off and hurt my ankle last year. Two years ago, I fell off and tore my ACL. Oh, that's right. Yes. It was a leg. Okay. It was a leg part. It was a leg part. But the knee and the ankle <laughs> are two different leg parts. Close. I suggest you go look them up. <laughs> okay. That said, the ankle bone is I got hooked to the knee bone, and <laughs> yeah, I got to, it. Okay, yeah. Well, in your case, like I think the ankle bone is connected to the brain bone. <laughs> All right. So, um, yes, I got dumped off of my pony this weekend. What happened? Well, he spooked at something. You know, they do. That's the horses. They startle. They spook. But typically, Brody will spook in place, and he did that this weekend. And so I just kicked him on, and I completely assumed that he would start moving forward again because that's how it works with us. So I was in a forward motion and he decided he was going to take two more steps to the side and I was just loose in the tack and you're not really paying attention. I didn't have my leg on him and I sort of rolled out kind of casually <laughs> and then I was like, it's one of those you know slow what? motion ones. Yeah. And he's like, where are you going? Why are you up over my neck? And so then he was trying to get out of my way and we were both like, Oh, sorry. Oh, ah, ooh. so I just kind of swung my far leg over and as I came down I, I just rolled my ankle. It was a silly little thing. Did you get your riding pants dirty? I got my riding pants dirty, but I really uh damaged the ligaments in my ankle. Now, if you're me, you're used to this. I've shredded both my ankles at least a dozen times in my athletic career between gymnastics, diving, lacrosse, riding, skiing, you name it. I've torn ligaments in my ankles plenty so I was like Buck was here and he, he's like do I need to pick you up out of the dirt I'm like I could use hand but you know what 72 hours I'll be fine so I'm like completely gimping away like oh damn it you know you're like oh <laughs> did you have to get the crutches out of the closet I should have but instead I just hopped around on one foot so he's like really are you sure like maybe we should go have that checked out I'm like dude I swear 72 hours rest ice compression elevation I'll be fine maybe a couple of Advil and today's what Tuesday, and I'm I can walk on it. I just can't do Zumba. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to be fine. You don't need to go back in. <laughs> I'll be fine. Okay, I'll be fine. I'll do some no stirrups work. I'll be all set. Buck's all new to this. See, he's, <laughs> well, he's not. No, I mean oh, he's, he's got two two daughters who oh, ride. That's right. One of which yeah. is a trainer. No, he's not. Yeah, new but to neither this. one of them is as klutzy as you. So no, this is tr- <laughs> no. This is true. I'm used to it because my wife's broken everything. So it's like, oh, okay. Well. I know. She's probably the only one who has more hardware in her body than <laughs> Well, I'm glad you're okay. Could have yes. been worse. I'm fine. Yes, it could have been worse. And But it's embarrassing you know when it's one of those slow motion deals. It's, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's totally one of those slow motion deals. But you know what? The timing of the story is is perfect for the show because we, we did talk to, um, we talked about safety and this is going to be your mission. Uh, for the rest of the year, isn't yep. it? Yep, my mission. That's right. And Safety for the holidays. Happen. I mean, I, was just, I wasn't even hacking out. I was in my own field, my schooling field. We were just trotting around. And, you know, 
no matter how safe you think your horse is, they can trip, they can spook, they can startle, they can decide to have an opinion that differs from yours. Uh, you know, you, you just kind of always have to keep some kind of safety thought in your brain. I'm still looking for the bubble wrap suit for you because I don't think the equa safety uh, jacket's enough. I don't. Um, <laughs> bubble wrap's not going to be enough. You, know what's you need gonna be a complete enough body suit. No, you know what's going to be enough for me? A big wheel. There you go. Can't fall as far. <laughs> not even a, a bike. You need a pony my size. You need a little twelve and a half hander. You'll be fine. You just put roller skates on your feet. You'll be good to go. I don't even have trouble with the big wheel. Trust me. There'll be stories. <laughs> That's it, everybody. Uh, don't forget, you can find our application. Just go to the iOS app store or the Android app store and search for Horse Radio Network. It's there. I got a. A lot of good compliments on it. I heard from Colleen, who said that she listens to Stable Scoop through the app. And she said it's the easiest way to listen. She downloads the shows uh, through the app and then listens to them anytime she wants. So she's loving it. And uh, I have had really no complaints about the app whatsoever. So it, it definitely is the easiest way to listen. Cool. iTunes keeps changing things and mixing it up. And it's getting harder, actually, with iTunes to listen to podcasts. So... Uh, I highly recommend the app if you have an iPhone, an iPad, or if you have an Android phone of any kind or an Android device of any kind, then just go to the App Store and download it. It's free and it's easy to use. Free and easy. Two more words we That's like. That's right. Free so. and easy. And of course, uh, you have a new show. Tell everybody where they can find it. I love my new show. I it's do called too. Chasing a Fox in a Little Black Dress, and it chronicles the adventures of Sister Finn and me as we go hunting. Well, she's doing more hunting than I am these days, but um, Chasing a Fox, if you don't know it, is a style guide for fox hunters and their friends. So if you don't hunt, but you think it's cool, <laughs> it's just as much fun to follow along. Um, it's actually a good place to learn a little something about fox hunting as well. But, um, you know, we're always up to something, and it's fun to follow along, so... Chasing a fox in a little black dress. Gotcha. Very good. And don't forget, we also have nine other shows on the network. All can be found at horseradionetwork.com. That's it for this week, Helena. That is plenty, but there will be more next week. Until then, happy scooping.